Welcome to Reading Around Macroeconomics. Today's short piece comes to us from Jeff Snyder, the head of global research for Alhambra Investments. It's called Revisiting the Last Overhang, and it was posted at the Alhambra Investments blog on September 28th, 2021. Jeff is concerned about the inventory situation in the United States. And so in this piece, he talks about what the current situation is. But before he does so, he goes back in time to 2019 to inform us that he believes the United States was heading for recession, whether or not there had been a COVID or not. Well, he's not the only one. The bond market suggested that was going to be the case. And so did the inventory numbers. Let's listen to him make his case. One reason why I still believe the U.S. most likely would have entered a recession at some point in 2020, even without COVID, wasn't just the yield curve inversion that popped up several months before then. In August of 2019, the small part of the treasury curve most people pay attention to, the twos and tens, did send out that dreaded signal, suggesting already to expect contraction in the intermediate term ahead of then. But there was more to it than that, much moving in the same way. The same idea and general fear being picked up in real economic data too, consistent with those upside-down calendar spreads. Other parts of the yield curve had inverted months before. There had been serious weakness around the rest of the world, euro dollar number four, which was only catching up to the U.S. economy despite the falling 50-year low unemployment rate. After all, Jay Powell had ended 2018 with a rate hike, but then by the middle of 2019, it was suddenly rate cuts. In other words, even the perpetually optimistic inflationists at the Federal Reserve could no longer deny that very weakness like they had all throughout the year prior. Those rate cuts, the first of eventually three begun at the end of July 2019, were about confidence. It hadn't just been the treasury market traders that were on alert. There was a serious inventory problem, a dangerous buildup which had been building since the middle of the year before, getting more and more out of balance. Therefore, the goods economy in pre-recession shape at the very same time the yield curve sent out its own warning. In early August 2019, I wrote, Monetary policy, the modern moneyless variety, seeks to insinuate itself into that circle before it becomes self-reinforcing. Maybe if wholesalers aren't so negative when retailers call a halt to the flow of goods up the supply chain, then wholesalers don't make that call to the producers. Get them optimistic about the future with rate cuts, and perhaps they hang on just long enough for sales to return to trend and retailers start buying in bulk again. This is certainly one context which explains the recent rate cut from the Fed. Even if you and they believe the U.S. economy is otherwise strong or even very strong, no one can deny what has been happening on the wholesale level. 
In truth, Jay Powell panicked because globally synchronized growth had already turned into a globally synchronized downturn late in 2018, the landmine, and did so unambiguously. With key parts, Germany and Japan, of the worldwide system experiencing outright recession during the middle of 2019, what may have awaited the FOMC to begin 2020 was the very real prospect for further resynchronizing with Germany and Japan's contraction. The inventory situation right then had announced the nearly perfect set of circumstances for just that possibility. The vicious part of the inventory cycle had already begun by the time the first rate cut was announced, with wholesalers in particular calling a halt to the production and general supply chain trend. We will simply never know if it actually would have gone that far, as presumed by the yield curve and illustrated by the inventory and sales data, and softening figures in other accounts, including retail sales, to the end that year. COVID showed up, and the pre-COVID showed up, and the pre-recessionary condition in the U.S., along with actual recessions outside the country, were quickly and easily forgotten by the public. The inventory condition now in 2021, as discussed last week seems to be in a very different way. Given the logistical nightmares which have engulfed much of the U.S. supply chain in a just-in-time environment, there was simply no margin for error in order to be able to absorb such large twists to it. The current inventory cycle is still just as uncertain as it had been two years ago. It may be a different look to the cycle, though not necessarily an entirely different outcome. Suppose retailers, outside of automobiles, grow concerned about supply availability or shipping times. They might naturally react by boosting their current order flow, if only to increase their chances some product makes it through the clogged shipping channels. As that increased order flow unrelated to demand continues to move back through the supply chain, it probably would only make the transportation issues that much worse. It's already a mess, and because it's already a mess, the entire supply chain tries to stuff more goods through it rather than less, rather than giving the system some time and space to work out enough kinks. In terms of wholesale sales and inventory, right now the situation appears to be quite neatly balanced or better. Sales have expanded at a much faster pace than inventory has, meaning that retailers are still in huge demand for goods. However, while this may be the case overall, there are two wholesale segments which are skewing the data. The first is the auto business. Wholesale vehicle inventories are, like retail dealer inventories, incredibly, historically low. It does seem as if the mainstream view of the inventory situation is colored too much by this one segment, leaving people to think the entire economy is suffering from a huge lack of inventory. Adjusting for it, the rest of the wholesale level of the supply chain is on the contrary, taking in a ton of new goods, more of them all the time.
It's just that sales have continually outpaced the outboard flow of products. Again, this seems no problem whatsoever since sales have exploded at a much faster rate than even rapidly rising inventories, meaning that wholesalers appear to have for themselves quite a cushion to cushion any expected drop to the goods frenzy over the coming weeks and months as the effects of Uncle Sam's helicopter further fade and the unemployment cliff takes out another leg under artificial consumer demand. But the other skew in the wholesale data, at least, is due to the energy sector, specifically petroleum. When you adjust for that, along with motor vehicles, suddenly the inventory situation for the vast majority of everything else in the good economy looks quite different. Excuse me, I meant to say everything else in the goods economy looks quite different. For everyone else in that goods economy, at the key wholesale level, inventory has been at least keeping pace with elevated sales. And, as noted last week, this doesn't count who knows how much is in the process of being transported, clogged up, sitting on container ships, or stuck in the various railroad snafus. In other words, outside of oil and autos, there's probably even more inventory than what's already figured here. Retailers, in particular, some of the bigger firms have claimed they are ready for what will be a delivery rush, creating some degree of overhang. But, as we saw in 2019, it doesn't really take all that much unexpected softening in demand to kick the whole goods economy out of the virtuous part of the inventory circle and into its more vicious twin. The wholesale data outside of autos and oil indicates there may not be as much cushion should the overhang get to be larger than expected once consumer retailer demand normalizes, perhaps much quicker than is currently planned. See the fast downward pace of revisions to Q3 GDP estimates. And this isn't just a potentially negative future factor for domestic wholesalers and U.S. producers. Unless demand can remain as elevated as it has been, consumers buying the crap out of everything they find in front of them, often in lieu of previously forbidden services, this would potentially transmit the downside of the inventory cycle overseas too. The inventory potential situation is not, overall, like what's going on specifically in the auto sector or petroleum. Wholesalers have been ordering and receiving an enormous amount of product already. And again, that doesn't count what's literally floating around in containers no one can really track. Government economists were more than okay with all of this because they believe and probably still do right now, such artificial stimulus would create a positive multiplier greater than one. In other words, this overhang to the goods economy would go on and on for quite some time more. Many corporate CEOs are saying they think so too. Then again, CEOs like central bankers are advised by economists, which is why they keep making these same mistakes over and over. 
whatever you make of the unemployment rate, it is essentially a lagging indicator. Like the bond market and the yield curve, the inventory situation is most often forward-looking. Powell and the Fed are tapering on the advice of the former, ignoring the potential of the latter in pretty much the same way as a few years ago. To read more of Jeff's work, go to Alhambra Investments and you will find his writings there. You can also find his writings at Real Clear Markets. Jeff is on Twitter at Jeff Snyder underscore AIP. This piece about inventory begins, continues uh, his recent focus on the topic. It first came up in episode 108, part three where we discuss the inventory cycle, virtuous and vicious, as well as his main concern, which he brings up here again. Yes, wholesale inventories and the supply chain is surging, and so are sales. But will demand be there? Is the economy really strong enough? Or are we going to see what we saw in 2019, where all of a sudden we have a surge, a bulge, a surplus of inventory for a weak economy. 